Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's good to see you. Good to, good to. Well, I can't see you, but it's good to. It's good to know you're there. It's good to sort of spread my audio yeah. over your ears, into your ears. And I'm here. Sorry, I'm uh, really busy today. I've like uh, got a lot of uh, stuff. To, it's tax time, and um, man, there's like you know, there's stuff happening, like um, like Doge coins and whatever. Like, geez, I got so many emails to. So I'm here, but like you know, if I'm a bit distant, it's because I'm super busy. So okay, you're cracking down on um yeah, on all the to, all the just, admin. I'm trying to get it. Yeah, I'm trying to get like ahead of the game. Well, here. there's so much, you know, yeah. in a, for a modern modern man, you know, to to deal with digitally, you know, because yeah. AI and Dogecoin and oh, um, man, the, the, the list the glo- um, globalization NFTs. Oh. Mutual funds, RSPs, like geez, RSVPs, RSVPs. Oh god, you mean there's uh, RRPs, of course. You oh, gotta look at man, those and figure uh, out. T- gotta, TTFNs. I gotta go check my fridge and uh, check all the um, sell-by dates and PNGs, on, uh, everything in there as well. LLPs, BFGs. Oh my god, BF! Don't get me started on those BFGs. <laughs> BBWs. <laughs> BBWs. BBDAs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh how's everyone doing what have you done this week what have you got up yourselves up to what have you what pickles I, um, have you got yourself in that uh, no, no pickles i got but i've got a we got a greenhouse uh, it's not the big boy one that i was talking about designing my own and uh and, but we got like a a starter greenhouse but it's not one of those flimsy ones that will just blow into the road uh the minute there's like a gentle breeze it's like <laughs> made of wood Right. It's pretty sturdy. It's heavy. It's quite big, um, but it's, it's not, not just like, a sort of flimsy framework of glass. It's uh, but I can fit quite a bit in there. Like we wow. started growing some little lettuce, some lamb's lettuce. Oh. Um, we got a couple of pots of cress growing. Did you go to the garden center then? Is that is that what? Um, yeah, it wasn't this week though. This is like this has been going on for like a couple of weeks. Oh, so you've been some buying nice... up cress seeds and things, thinking I'm going to plant these when we have a greenhouse. No, no, my kids like got. I don't like. I don't know how they managed to find this stuff, but they they have like. I think my, my mother in law underground got them. connections. Yeah, they it must have, be, like, yeah. It's like a black market that kids use to be, buy yeah. stuff from other kids and grandparents. Yeah, you know, they got these little sets that had like a trowel and like uh, and gloves and all this stuff. Like it's a, it's like a little bum bag that you like you know tie to your waist. It's got all the stuff in it, and it came with seeds for all sorts of stuff. So we were like, okay, well, let's just plant them. 
and some of them are growing. It's unbelievable. Like little tiny sprouts are coming out of the out of the soil. We you know, we 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 sowed those seeds and now that they're in the greenhouse, nice and warm in there, they get the sun. We've been watering them every day. Stuff is actually growing. So before you know it, we're going to be doing a chef's kiss every night with uh, food that we've grown uh, in my in my greenhouse. I can smell the my greenhouse yeah. while you're talking about it. I can that greenhouse smell, especially if there's tomatoes oh growing God. in there. No, there's yeah. no tomatoes in that, there just yet. We're get we're getting but that's there, the smell. We're you know, there. that's the the smell of a greenhouse. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We had a, a we nice... had a greenhouse as a kid, and I remember my parents would would grow grow tomatoes things in there yeah it was a, it was a big part of my my childhood having a garden and having kind mm. of um strawberry patches and a, a raspberry bush and i don't know various other bits and bobs around the garden that i'd be sent out to sort of do not for <laughs> kind of just as a fun thing really it was yeah it was never anything like a big That's... like any kind of scale we never had enough to give to anyone else or barely enough to eat ourselves really but it was kind of this yeah. thing just right it was nice i think it was nice my, my grandmother had a greenhouse we didn't have one but but my granny did and I, I remember it It was a proper attached to the house glass construction that was sort of yeah that's yeah, right it I was would, big. i'd like something like that oh. in the future but for now i'm just gonna have to settle with uh this one that we got which is fine it's fine it does the job it's it's it does all the things that i want it to do mm. um but i've got big big plans you know i've got I got a vision. Have you? Pardon me, I'm burping a little bit as well. Um, my vision is to immediately stop burping, but then after that, um, no, like I want like a more permanent greenhouse. I want like some automatic like water in there, like a spray. I want like a nice hot mist uh, to form, mm. a place for Terry to live as he gets bigger. What, like a sort of tropical, a tr oh, like yeah. a big tropical a greenhouse? A butterfly sanctuary? Like a like, dome, I guess. Oh, yeah, be... yeah. Mm. a dome, yeah. You want yeah. a biodome? I want a biodome, yeah. yeah. Is that too much to hey, ask? buddy. I want to be Polly Shore in my older years. Um, I want to have my own biodome. Invite Brendan Fraser over. Hopefully he's not too busy. Maybe he can come over and check it out and stuff. And we can. He's hang not out. busy, is he? He's not right now. He's, <laughs> he's not really that I mean, much on. I reckon if I reckon <laughs> if we called him up and asked him to be on the podcast, there's a, a decent chance he'd. Say Man, he'd yes be chomping. Me. I think he'd be like, "Poor lad, oh, fuck, really, guys? Yeah. I'll do it for free. Just get me <laughs> just, on. Just want to hear my own voice again." <laughs> I I went to Garden Center this week as well. Weirdly, um, nice, nice. there's Where'd one up the end of the harbor that I didn't realize it was there. It's like hidden. Behind, I bought a little cactus in a pot, um, a little indoor. It was just cute just enough for you. It's just enough. Yeah, I've actually, I've actually got it here on the desk. But it's like, um, I probably won't die. Um, no, so they don't. They're really hardy. Actually, you can get. You just give them a bit of water every once in a while, and they're they they're fine. They don't need direct sunlight, but they can handle the direct sunlight. Like they're they're really. Really they tough. are evidence that life will find a way yeah, yeah. wherever. Another good can. one for you, uh, Lewis, might be a spider plant. You know, like, because they like it dark. Oh, I hate spiders, though. Yeah, but I mean, this <laughs> this is more of a plant than a spider. Uh, did, did, I, did, did I tell you guys about my, my friend in the garage? A spider? Yeah. No, it's been, a, it's been a rough lockdown. Well, no, there's Terry as well. But no, I have a new spider friend in my garage. He uh, lives in the corner and um, he lives sort of behind or she, I don't know. Uh, it's a she. She she lives behind a um, like kind of like a like a, a wire organizer that runs along the top of the ceiling. 
mm-hmm. there's enough space for her to like crawl in behind it and I guess like nest there. Mm. And uh, the other morning when I came in, I looked up to the corner to see if she was there and there was just like three legs sticking out. Oh, no. No, she's fine. But so, oh, okay. like, just, she was just chilling up there. Oh, she's just chilling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, like, like, she sets up a net like a web in the same place all the time and just and just hangs there waiting for her stuff, I guess. And then otherwise, she just hides behind that wire organizer and just like has a nap. I and think stuff. their heart basically, uh, it, it stops because they're basically dead when they're chilling in their web like they slow everything right down yeah. so they're like hibernating and then the movement of the web wakes them up and it's like oh there's oh. that moment where they sort of twitch yeah and they turn towards it and then they scurry over there it's very exciting yeah terrifying yeah. Like, if you were to scale that up <laughs> i mean to say the size of a cow yeah it'd be very very scary there's not a lot of bugs in your in your in your i guess in your yeah, in your garage no right? there are tons actually um, oh well, it's right. a it's a it's a it's a garage. Um, yeah. out, it's not airtight. It's not super airtight. I mean, it's pretty airtight. I mean, it's, it's not like a temperature space station. Stuff, yes, but, true. I suppose. No, yeah. So, like, you know, there's stuff from the garden crawls in here and tries to get in. Sometimes in the summer, you get like a, a fly or two or whatever. But my buddy up there is gonna take care of all that for me. Like nature, life is finding a way. In you, here. Sh- you sure you don't need to like chuck a few in there? What, I do. Like, if I catch a bug, chuck it in the web for the spider. I feel bad for the bug but if it's a bug that it's i see is okay to kill i'll kill flies and i'll kill wasps i consider that fair game uh mosquitoes as well those are all fair game oh mosquitoes and, for sure yeah if i could catch if i could catch every mosquito in the world in a net and throw them into a spider web and they would die i would do it i mm. i don't like those well then you should be friends to the dragonfly there we go because their their larvae will kill mosquito larvae before they get going nice. we were we went to uh southern france and there's a an area called the vondi and there's all these beautiful um canals that were constructed to hold water right for the nearby farmland so the canals hold the water if you have a dry spell you just a little bit bit of the, the canal water out it's like venice verde i think they call it the green venice and you can take boats up and down the canal it's beautiful well, and i said nice. to the guy excuse moi uh, <laughs> qu'est-ce que c'est si sans mosquitoes, VC, or something like that. Yeah, why, right. why are there no mozzies? And he said, the dragonfly is your friend, mes amis. No, nice. The dragonfly lover will eat the mosquitoes. So we have no mosquitoes. And I said, well, trade bien, monsieur. Hey. Carry on boating. A fun, <laughs> another, another fun mosquito-related fact for you guys today. If you ever visit the Portuguese island of uh, Madeira, they also have no mosquitoes. And the reason for, for that them. is they have some native lizards there that eat them all up. They're harmless lizards who eat all the mosquitoes. Well, they're not harmless to the mosquitoes, are they? Yeah. Well, harmless yeah, but they're, hero, they're heroes to me. Little little, little green heroes. Yeah. To me. God, we need more of these guys. Yeah. We do. We need to import them. Yeah. So this week, it's interesting that you guys are talking about gardens. I'm having my garden done right now. Ooh. There are men redoing the garden as what we speak. Kind of stuff of are you, what kind of stuff are you having done in there? So our, our garden is pretty square. Right. And then there's a path at the side of the house, which is just access to the side of the house and the shed and all the rest. Of sure. It. And we had the the garden when we first moved in was just grass. Right. It was like shit grass. You know, it's like because right. there's not enough light. So we replaced that with with um, paving and we had a back flower bed and a flower bed on one side. But it's basically been untouched, really, for like 10 years. We plant stuff. We trim. 
clean it, bought a barbecue. We put some pebbles down to cover the gaps and everything in the yeah. stones. But really, it hasn't had much done. It's a complete redesign. Right. We're having a raised flower bed at the back with sleepers. Oh. We trimmed the camellia bush way back because it was fucking out of control. It was like an old man's beard right. growing into the garden. It was huge. There was a viburnum. Had to get rid of that. It's an ugly bush anyway. And then we're having the whole thing paved like up to the edges and all the gaps filled in. That sounds great. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be really well, can good. We, can, will you share pictures when you're done? I'm interested to see how this turns out. I might. I mean, yeah. privately. I'm not saying get on of to course. socials and yeah, stuff. Well, just like, just e even then, just I might. WhatsApp me some pictures so I can see. <laughs> I yeah. Sleepers. Well, Sleepers. in London, yeah, there's plenty of those. You know, Indeed, these we, are new. Though. We did a like, similar thing a couple of years ago, but we didn't go. We're, we didn't go as fancy as you. Basically, we got rid of uh, all life in the backyard as we knew it, mm. and then um, we just like like mulched up all of the lawn because it was mostly dead, and then just got new lawn laid down. But all that was back there was just new lawn and nothing else. Mm. Oh, and one tree, and that's it. So we got rid of like all the flower, but everything because like nothing. It was a, just a total disaster. It was a mess. Um, and now slowly we're, we're with the greenhouse and, and whatnot, we're like reintroducing and sort of reorganizing the garden, which is actually really nice. It's really satisfying to do. Uh, cause then you just have this nice space, you know, like that you just didn't yeah. have before, which is really good. Yeah. And I'm excited about growing food as well. I, I just think oh, that's that such a exciting. cool thing. Yeah. But you know what? Talking of growing foods last, last weekend, I, I went away, uh, went to West Dorset, oh, yeah. uh, near How did that Lyme go? Regis and, and Bridport. So Mrs. F was going to come with us, um, but she came down with a cold that oh. was pretty bad. Um, so Thursday rolled around and she was snotting everywhere and she was feeling grim. So I was, she was like, could you just go with the kids? And I was like, fine. So I left the dog at home, which has actually made things a little easier. Went down to Bournemouth, picked up my mum, and we drove off and we were away for the weekend. It was very nice. The weather was great. Um, and it's just such a beautiful part of uh, the country. Um, really, really the most British looking farmland ever. Rolling hills, gentle sheep, you know, nice. cows. And it was just, it was just lovely. And uh, country lanes <laughs> with the sort of raised hedges and everything. So then it's weird coming back to London, you immediately think what a fucking ugly shithole London is compared to the countryside. That's the first thought that popped into my head is mm. it's really unnatural and unpleasant to be surrounded by all this the gray, fabrication the and grayness and, the and just the, the dirt and everything. Like seeing a tree in London, you think, oh, a tree, like it's like, you know, wow. But you're in the country, they're fucking everywhere. Yeah. And there's grass everywhere, there's animals just walking about. So I kind of thought, would I want to trade? Especially, I think, being in, having the year of lockdown and everything like that, we, we're just living in London. We're not doing any London-y stuff. No, yeah. We just happen to live here. I don't know, it, it made me pine for, when we're talking about gardens, opening uh -oh. my back door and just seeing right. rolling hills and countryside and stuff like that. But fuck it, I can't leave London, I love it. Well, yeah. this is, this that's is what, what it happens. comes down to, the right? Calling. You just... You're being called to the, to, the, to the country and then when you get over 60, you'll start being called to the seaside. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That's what happens. See, the thing is, these places will call me and I'll listen. I'll be like, you know what? The sea is calling me, the countryside's calling me. But then... Uh, my brain will also be calling to me saying, that's too much fucking work. It's too, <laughs> right, much, it is. It's too much upheaval. So I'll just stay where I am. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my yeah. roots now are, are firmly here. And man, I don't know about you guys, but like moving is the worst. And oh, I, well, I couldn't, never I couldn't imagine it. Again. 
ever. I just don't want to move again. It's the worst. You've, you've kind of spent quite a lot of time pimping your place out, though, to suit yourself. And I think True, having to yeah. be confronted with doing that again feels like an insurmountable challenge. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't really have room for a third child, which is, uh, <laughs> you know... A, a problem i mean it, yeah. like we will soon like i guess after we get our loft converted but you know these things take time so like mm. it might be done by the time the uh, baby is like the, 18 the, or uh, the loft conversion child yeah yes. that's a good yeah. one to think about yeah the- <laughs> <laughs> so there's the, you know. the unexpected extra one yeah well i think you've pretty much expected it and they're not too too far apart in age are no they? yeah like seven years yeah, five, they'll be six able years, to seven years. i mean baby the baby doesn't need their their own room for years anyway really i mean they could just like you know sleep in a crib in our room it's fine but um but yeah no i still don't want to move though like e- even though i probably could move and maybe probably should move. I still just don't want to move. Like, I'm just happy here and we'll, we'll just make it work, you know, like just keep mm. adding to the house or do whatever we need to do or whatever. But man, it's just the worst. The whole I'm glad I don't live chain in some and gigantic everything. mansion because this COVID, it would have just fallen into disrepair. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, mm. I live in like a two bed apartment and it's nice to be able to, it's easy to clean. You know, it's just like once a week I give it a Hoover and tidy to do the bathrooms it's like not it's not like a lot of hassle right obviously like i I just i like the idea that i see a lot of these youtubers living in gigantic mansions right and yeah i just think what what happens what 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 happens to you in covid in there on your own for a year (laughs) i don't know i don't think i'd be too uh, upset about having a mansion to live in during uh lockdown i think you know i don't know if it's all i think it's overrated each day of the week you could spend time in a different room and you just feel like you're in a hotel or whatever right like oh yeah i forgot i had a library oh nice okay well this will do me for today i guess and tomorrow's back to the utility room i guess or whatever like you know i think my whole life has kind of been on the computer anyway ever since i was you know ever since i had my first pc i kind of felt like it was it was it was it was everything from tv to books to to everything i would kind of do at at the computer so yeah. it wasn't like not this this last year's been that different really in a sense um to the rest of my existence uh <laughs> I, I i don't know i don't know i'm just i understand talking about gaming and stuff and you know what what defines a gamer I was talking about the guys with this this week because it's like, do you do you guys consider yourself gamers? Um, can you do, can you define gamer? Before well, if I just I tell you that, like, do you consider yeah. yourself to be a gamer? Um, I want to know what your definition of a gamer is. Well, yeah, I think that well, it means something different to different people, doesn't it? Though, right? So I want to know what yours is. What's well, your definition is, of a gamer? Well, I'm someone who plays hundreds of hours of games a week, and I I wouldn't consider myself a gamer right. because I think that that terminology refers to someone who plays FIFA on the t te- on the sofa. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? With right. Mountain Dew and a Doritos pack and plays Call right. of Duty. And so you're saying that a because console, you a sit at a computer chair and you eat like uh, vegan snacks and play like uh, weird old military strategy games or whatever, mm. you're better than that guy who's doing mm. essentially all the same things that you're well, doing. Well, yeah, I guess if, if, if we're just using the term to refer to someone who plays games... But also, though, I feel like I'm not immersed in gaming culture. Right. I've never, 
I've never really played Pokemon. I, I had a look at the first one, or one of the first ones back in the day. <laughs> I, love, I, I love how that's like a, that's like a benchmark. Yeah. I've I never played Pokemon. I don't so. own any consoles. I haven't owned any of them for ever. I owned, I think the last one I had was a PS2. I've got a Switch, but I've used it about once to play. Right. I played the, the Zelda about halfway through and then I Breath of the Wild I, I, I didn't get I never got to the end of it and I haven't oh. it's just gathered dust in the last two three years since I got it you know I, 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 I'm not up on these things the culture of gaming uh, if you if you like I mean this is a kind of supposed to be a gaming podcast well <laughs> but but I feel like I'm just if, if I was called to do any kind of quiz about gaming I'd be terrible well I mean we, you know I, I mean gaming is such a broad Odd thing now there's tons of different genres of games there's tons of different communities for games like you know there's there's casual games there's not so casual games there's there's all sorts of stuff i mean to to keep up with everything would be a lot and i think you'd have to be kind of passionate about the industry as a whole which is garbage. I don't know why anybody would waste their time. And um, <laughs> I, I think you just you just play the stuff that you like to play. Whatever, it's fine. Like I, I guess you're I guess you're a gamer. You're just um, you're, you're like a you know like you've carved your own little part of the gaming world, right? You know mm. about some games clearly. Yeah, like you, you play enough of them. So. I do. There's another on the same topic this week. I was playing some Magic: The Gathering, right? Because so, there's, there's a new expansion. It's like Hogwarts, basically. And right. they've launched the, the Magic the Gathering Arena app on the on the iPad, which I've had so many adverts for. Um, but I hate Magic the Gathering. Um, I, I really hate it. It's it's a game that is that, that is just unfortunately pinned to its original design from 1996 when games were quite different. And it's stuck around and, and not innovated out of its... Basically, what I'm trying to say is I, I don't like one of the core mechanics of Magic the Gathering, which Hearthstone fixed and became hugely successful off of, which is the idea that your lands are mixed into your deck and you sometimes, or quite often, I'd say about one in three or four games or sometimes even more, either end up with only lands or, or not enough lands, right? And right. it's deeply, un deeply unsatisfying. So when I play Magic the Gathering in person mm. i always like have to explain to people that i that we're going to play it differently we're going to play lewis lewis rules all <laughs> oh, right you're one of those what does that mean i hate that i hate that to just say that well so basically i just take all the lands out of the deck which leaves you often with only a really oh. tiny looking deck which is kind of sad it makes you realize right. how limited oh, magic the gathering this. is i remember this so your your point is that sometimes you can lose a game because you get land starved and that's not fair. Well, all the other right. way around, or or you get flooded, and it's a part of Magic the Gathering. It's sure, like people can fix it, and it's, you're supposed to fix it, and blah blah blah. And everyone's going, "Oh, well, you just build your deck in a way that makes sure you get lots of lands," and, blah, 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 and all that garbage. But the thing is, any any randomized deck, there are going to be occasions, just like in poker, where you deal out, you know, four of a kind on the flop or whatever, which does happen. You know, three of a kind on the flop, and then the, the turn card is is another. You know, so you've got four of a kind on the board. That does happen. So similarly in Magic the Gathering, you, you can shuffle the deck and you might end up with 20 lands or whatever you've got at the top of the deck. It's possible. It's, and but it's, obviously and that it's, is a failing of the game. It is a yeah. failing of the game. And it, unfortunately for me, it's too, it happens too much that it and it really ruins the fun, I think. It, really, it ruins the whole game for me. And also... Um, so you, know, you played not, this game so much 
that you now have developed your own rules for playing the game with other people who played the game a lot. Yes. But you're not a gamer. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Well, that's not, Trying it's to not, keep a, up. It's not a video game, is it? Yeah. Anyway, um, you, you, you guys know what I mean. So, so, so basically the rules that we have are we have a separate pile of lands, a separate deck of lands and a, and, mm. and a separate deck of... So you have the two decks. And so when you're on your draw phase or whenever it says draw, you can choose to draw from either pile, right? And obviously this does change some of the balance of cards, but mostly we don't play um, sort of fixed decks. We usually draft or stuff like that. And obviously when you're drafting cards, it's all completely... You might get like a really amazing bomb card or like a terrible junk load of crap anyway so the, the balance is all off anyway when you're doing a draft and i don't know i just had a lot more fun with it when we changed the rules uh, but some people think that that is the most heretical thing to do right because the game right. developers know best and blah 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 and all this crap and i do it all the time though all the time i'm one of these people who is constantly just saying, oh, let's try diff let's try this this game without this rule, or uh, like the house rules. Everyone has house rules for stuff, and they're they're often because they found that it works better in that way, right? Sure. But people are, and look, I know there's, I know that the developers have developed this game and they've played it a hundred times. <laughs> do you and think so that you know get, best do you, do you how think it that you'll be get played? banned from attending tournaments and stuff if they hear about your creepy rule set that you, <laughs> you and your friends play? Yeah. Well, there they're is gonna that hear fear. About, they're going to be like, well, th uh, this is such a huge disrespect to us. <laughs> He's not allowed to come to any of our card game tournaments anymore. You, sir, are banned from <laughs> Magic the Gathering forever. You will never step foot in this convention again, sir. Yeah. Well, I think that this, to some extent, extent there's a bit of that but uh, i i think most developers are open to people challenging them and changing the game and playing them how they want and whatever but i think I've, i run into this all the time and people say oh no this is how it should be played like we're and not that I, if anyone's going to argue with me i would usually just be like oh, well, no no problem like let's just do it the standard way i don't mind but you know i just think it's more fun this way it's more interesting this way these rules work and you find them quite quickly and i think there is this idea that the, the the original developer's way of doing it is the best. And in fact, often it's not. I think developers are, like a lot of the time, for example, like at GDC, for example, I talked to some game developer right. and he'd be like, oh, so this game does this, this and this. And I'd be like, oh, right. So it's like, um, it's like that bit in Slay the Spire. And he's like, what, what? And I'd be like, yeah, Slay the Spire. So it's a bit like that bit. And he's like, oh, I've never played that. And I'm like, you're developing a game which is exactly like another game I know, in the world the, of gaming and you yeah. haven't played one of the pop, most popular games in that genre that and happens I, a lot though but there there are so many games now to be fair you i know, know like, and that's it, that but that, that's why i think that you know these guys are and these games are fallible these developers uh, the, the these these game modes uh, when i say game i mean rules i guess or mean i mean like the the way it's set up like for example proximity chat in a game is mm. often there because it's the easiest way for the developer to put voice chat into their game right yeah they've got two options either everyone's broadcasting all the time to each other or it's prox based and so they've put it in but like we we often play on like we played Trouble and Terrorist Town on Discord and we don't have prox chat and it works fine because we've kind of ended up adjusting the rules to that setting. Man, I kind of I kind of know where you're coming from. Like, um, let me just explain uh, this, which I'm sure I've explained before. Here's another um, 
another a Triforce moment for you. I'll probably repeat word for word something I've already said before. Like I, I get these, uh, I have these sort of moments when I'm gaming. Um, or like it's usually after I play a really good game and then I'm trying to find something else to play. I'll get like in a bit of a bit of a rut, I guess. But while I'm in that rut, all I can think about is playing Dude Sim Alaska, which doesn't exist and is like my my ideal game. You know what I mean? And then I just get really sort of bummed out about what games are around, what's on offer, why hasn't anybody made Dude Sim Alaska yet, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and um, I feel like you're in the same spot right now with Magic the Gathering. You know what I mean? Like well, maybe you also, just finished playing some really good games. also... Warhammer. Right. And I mean, if, if I'd name like two of the biggest franchises in gaming, they are Magic the Gathering and Warhammer. You know, they are huge franchises, right? They are massively successful and they are at their heart supposed to be have a game. I, I mean, but 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 they're not really, are they? Both both Magic the Gathering and Warhammer are about selling toys, selling cards, making building a collection, collecting things. The game is kind of there as this adjunct, right? Yeah. And it's not very good. And it's never been good, but it can't change because too many people are like, this game's really, I'd be perfect, this game's perfect, it can't change the game. Uh, and so, <laughs> like, like Warhammer is a perfect example of a terrible, terrible game, right? Like, I read this article, I read the article, I was reading this thing by this, this person and she was like, oh, you know, I got into painting because my boyfriend collected Warhammer and one day he taught me how to sort of play and we played on the floor, like Floorhammer. And the whole time she was talking about the interview, she was kind of dodging the fact that she clearly hated the game. Right. And she was like, she was like, she was like, oh yeah. And obviously then, um, you know, I, I sort of, it was, it was okay. I, d I didn't really understand it. I I, she was trying to avoid saying that she didn't like it, right? And she had a bad time because, because Warhammer is a bad time. It's a bad game. It's a shallow. Comp it's a shallow, shallow game. It's it's skin deep, and the complexity comes from a vast amount. It's like it's like an ocean of complexity, but it's only a, a, a millimeter deep, right? There's right. no can real. You, can you give me an example of how? how I'm going to get a lot that... of people no, 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 complaining. No, no. You're entitled to your your stupid opinions on the internet. <laughs> I, I I haven't played Warhammer since like first or second edition or whatever, so I haven't played it recently. But when they started to make so games workshop had 40k warmer fantasy battles blood bowl and then they started to make lots of other games like seas of blood i think was one and there were a ton all these other games they started to come out with and i noticed a trend for simplification like the games were getting simpler and simpler and simpler but there were more and more units because that means more stuff to sell right and all very specific rules for each gun and you bought a piece and it came with a special like splash damage counter or whatever this is exactly um, the problem that that seemed yeah. to be the direction it was going and i remember i played against my friend i played caesar blood pretty sure i mentioned this before but i can't remember i had the default corsair ships or whatever they were that came with it because i didn't want to spend any money on it he bought the game he bought some extra bits to go with it so he bought these dwarf uh ships and of course being in his workshop, if it's anything related to dwarves, they're super OP. So same in Blood Bowl, same in everything. Right. So he's got these <laughs> ships that he paid money for, and I've got the ones that came with the game. Now, to my mind, any game where the more money you spend, the better the shit you have access to is pay to win. Games Workshop invented pay to win in games. And I suppose Magic the Gathering followed suit as well because there are some cards that you just got to have them. So you have to spend money to get them. And a lot of other things have followed suit, Hearthstone and all the rest of it. So when I saw that my ships, 
Their only advantage was that they were slightly quicker than his ships because he was dwarves and I was just like these regular ships. His units had so much armor on them that I don't <laughs> think I could actually do any damage to him with my ship right. unless I rolled like all sixes or whatever. And his guns could basically cover the entire board. So my friend came up with this strategy of just parking his ship in the middle of the map and just waiting. And if I came anywhere near him, he'd kill me. So I'm staying at maximum range, going as fast as I can, trying to plank away at him, and it doesn't matter. He just blows me up and the game is over. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. And he was like, well, why don't you go buy some better ships and then we'll have a proper game. I was like, because this game fucking sucks. I'm not going to spend any money on it. And this dwarf thing is like 25 quid. And you haven't even painted it because we never paint our models because we're lazy bastards. So we just always played with these unpainted models. I was disgusted. And I thought Games Workshop has gone the same way for a very long time. Your, Obsession I, with I certain races right. and making the money. It is, it is, a, it is the whatever, the, the camel that scratches its own, whatever, whatever, that, whatever that idiom is. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what, what that's saying. The thing, the thing scratching the... What's the thing where it informs itself? Like A hump. <laughs> Which the camel that scratches its own hump. No, why are you describing a camel and not talking about not its, camel. its defining I feature? The I'm hump. Saying, <laughs> a, a camel. I don't know why that came to my head. My brain. This. This basically. You say camel. The, I think hump straight away. I mean, what I, else? Yeah. I don't. I don't know how not many. Not thinking humps. about its legs. Yep. No. Or the its little its little eyes, eyes with the very long eyelashes. We're not thinking about no. that. No. Uh, you, you say camel. I think hump. He's spitting camel, between that, that camel, gap in hump. his teeth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fucking camels. What is it? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's, By the way, Blood Bowl 3 comes out later this year. Are you excited? Um, phrase. Well, I wouldn't say excited. Um, I suppose it would be like saying... I feel like it's a game you love to hate. It is. In the sense that, let's say I've done three tours of duty in Nam and I'm flying out for my fourth. Right. I'm not excited. No. I just know it's coming and I'm not going to be able to say no. It's just a big shit sandwich and we all got to take a bite. Exactly. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Exactly right. Nice. You watched Full Metal Jacket recently? I, I guess. did actually. It was yeah. on. Uh, it was on Netflix, I think. And I was like, "Oh shit! I haven't seen this in years." And I watched it. What a fucking movie! It's so good. I love the. Uh, I like the 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 first half more with the with the drill sergeant and stuff. But the, I, the whole movie is is great. But. It is great. But yes, all the bits with Ali Ermi and oh are, man are so iconic. Yeah. Um, but I, I I do love the people he bumps into out there. I think he he obviously one of the big things that uh, Kubrick tried to do with with Doctor Strangelove as well was to point out the the inherent insanity of any armed forces, but especially the American armed forces, which are so all powerful. But they have these guys in charge that just seem to be out of their minds. Yeah, like yeah, they're just yeah. these crazy guys who are just uh, absolutely 100% embedded in the army. This is all they know. This is all they could have ever done or been. And that, you know, and then they're in this war and they're fucking loving it. Yeah. Some of them. It's quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, they were just, they, they prepared their whole lives for that one moment. Yeah. yeah. And then the war ends and they have to rotate back to the real world. And um, they're How do they, all I mean, insane. They, they're yeah. just career soldiers. I, yeah, I think yeah. the guys that have been drafted <clears throat> turned out to be very, very, very good at killing people that's the harder adjustment i think if you're a professional soldier who's trained for this wants to be a soldier and presumably therefore wants to be in combat it's an easy it's i'm sure there's an awful lot of trauma but it's an easier ad- adaption than the guys who came back from nam who didn't want to go there no yeah who were forced to go there and fight and were fucking terrified every minute of the day yeah i guess that's a much right, harder a adjustment p- particularly a brutal war as well like they just oh um, god yeah, yeah it's a lot of the time these talking about war i mean this is where war games come from right it's every, even like you know julius caesar and you know the romans would were, were he, kind he of played fucking doing Warhammer. war games right brutus and, this dwarven ship is overpowered <laughs> paint my ships peasant i will not play the game without painted ships 15 sisters will get you a new ship that's even better than the old one I I will not spend a single dinar on this film. <laughs> oh, so, Gamers workshoppers are after naught but money. Well, I, I mean, Warhammer obviously make a lot of different games, but but the, I think it is supposed to be this epic miniatures simulation, rather like a train set, you know, rather like a kind of historical... Yeah, yeah, yeah thing and i think that's partly where it came from um and and there's still a lot of these games out there where they you do feel like this it's this grand grand thing but but as a result it kind of it just becomes not there's not there's a lack of strategy there's a lack of things that we're used to in games we're used to making decisions and i think this i think warhammer is bloated and it's got these big ugly swings because you get to do your whole your whole turn before they do sometimes twice you know sometimes you're sat there they, your opponent sat there for half an hour before they 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 get to respond which is kind of fun astonishing fun what in fun. the modern world right and so but when i come to people i try and talk about this or i try to suggest an alternative game you know that we could play I get these looks and these comments as if I've, you know, done, I've just taken a big shit on like... Some, Is this some... you talking about Ben behind his back? No, not Ben. Like, like but but generally though, with people, like, I don't know, like, maybe I need to find new friends. Um, <laughs> it is it is interesting like that the people are so protective I think mostly on the internet you know because they love their game and the game that they've spent a long time learning and they want to see that game continue and be changed and be updated it's, in the same uh, way 
same but, way that but it's an odd thing evolved, because right? you're you're basically investing not only a lot of time in a game but also a lot of money in a game and i think that also um adds to these the the, the weird like skew of views of the game right because you're so deep yeah. at that point you're like you can't admit to yourself that you've just been supporting something that you don't like or that you, this is you think is wrong okay. or whatever this is it so you're right so this is i know why this i'm feeling like this all this week it's because i just played that uh voxel tycoon that came out on let Steam. me it's guess like, um, oh, let, what's it like? let me guess you bought like uh you had a bad game and you went and bought like 25 packs of magic the gathering cards and then you're just like oh fuck <laughs> lying there surrounded by magic cards. why did so i spend that money on this I game that probably, i don't even want to play now i'm so i salty probably about when it. i was a kid played and still did did play a lot of games that i have a very rosy nostalgic view of like obviously some of them are i still think are fantastic games like here is my magic 2 and and um, uh, uh, XCOM games, stuff like this, you know, stuff that and colonization, some of the old Civ games, you know, and that people might think now when they look at them are unplayable or terrible games. And so, Voxel Tycoon came out, and it's basically Open Transport Tycoon Deluxe, Ooh. which is the classic Sid Meier's game, but they've also built in Factorio a little bit in there, mm. uh, oh. so you can sort of build, you can t you can ship your iron ore to a little warehouse and then you can convey about it out of the warehouse into a smeltery smelt it into iron and take that to a some some shop that sells an ironmongery stuff and you could do it with trains and it's got signals and it's got trucks and it's got copy and duplicate and it's got all the same controls as open ttg yeah it's basically they've clearly copied open ttd and made it that's fine though it's an game. old ass game that um is we, that's, no, des that's, we desperately we need want. a new version of it desperately uh, but with the core mechanics and then just some uh, extra bells and whistles i who can complain about that i know and what they've done is they've also done a bit on it where they've actually made it into a game because in open ttd you set up one coal route and you're the richest guy in yeah. the land you yeah. know you get so much money that you, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play Open TTD right now. Completely it's such unbalanced. a good game. Fuck, it's so but good. But it's um, but Voxel Tycoon has obviously been tweaked. Yeah, so get that. You, Flax, play that instead. It sounds wait, good. So is Voxel Tycoon a more modern take on Open TTD? Yeah, yeah it that's is. What he, yeah. That's what Lewis has been saying it, it this whole might, time. But I wasn't but listening. I'm a bit bit <laughs> no, worried clearly. that it's gonna it's gonna kind I'm of. Sorry, it's all right. You I'm zone a, out too. You fuck. Sorry, what did you say? Open anyway. <laughs> I so I've played it for like a few hours, and the controls because it's early access. The controls are quite fiddly, even for someone who is a very experienced Open TTG a player. Gamer, yeah, yeah. pro um, gamer, fucking still has fresh Cheeto dust on his fingertips right now as he speaks, laughing Mountain at Mountain Dew breath, laughing at all those console peasants. Yeah, but yeah, I just I, filled I, a sock with shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> I do still wonder if anybody ever did that. Well, I, I, they must they have. Must have. There's quite a few frustrating things about the game, which took me like a couple of failed playthroughs to learn. Like I yeah. spent like, the first, I had to restart, I think three times because something screwed me every time. Like one was that I ran out of money quite quickly and I got mm. so little from the roots that I couldn't dig myself out of the hole. The second time I built my whole thing and then I realized that um, my trucks were all just blocking up all the roads. So I had to kind of actually try and build a proper infrastructure with trucks and all use trains instead. And then the third time I realized, I realized you can build multiple, um, like if you if there's a wood 
I thought, oh, I could just build one sawmill on the wood. But no, you could build like six sawmills like all over that wood. Oh, that's and, great. Um, that sounds really fun. I got to I gotta play that. I've been yeah. playing um, Satisfactory after the last time we talked about games like that. Have you? I was oh like, man, gosh. I got to check out Satisfactory because this new update just came out and everything. Have you reached the new update No, yet? I haven't. I'm on tier no. five and six. So I'm, I'm, I'm just at uh, oil and fuel uh, generators and all that kind of stuff, which is uh, invite which has been me good. To your str- invite me to your game. I want to come see it. I want to come help. Out. Just we'll oh. just watch the stream. I, just, <laughs> I don't want I'm anybody not, in there. Not, man. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a viewer. I got I'm Lucas has just oh, no. said. I just he's said just I'm said, not a gamer. First of all, he said he's he's not a classic gamer, but now he's obviously is. He's just yeah. an elitist. Well, he's just going to come right? in. He's going to like go off the grid and stuff. I've I've worked really hard at keeping everything I'm a, on I'm a, a grid. Classic gamer. Yeah. The man's just said he needs some new friends. He's sick of his existing oh my friends. God, yeah. who Those are the ones to watch for. for. <laughs> he's crying out for help. He's do you be think I'm going to come in and say this is a mess, Sips? This doesn't work. No, Why is this? I, yes. Do you think I'm going to pick Even it all worse, apart? I think you're going to come in, you're not going to say a word, and you're just going to start building shit all over the place. <laughs> I think that's even in worse. In his imaginary, satisfactory <laughs> yeah. land. Dude, so that's... Don't put it there. Well, I'll, respect, I'll be respectful I'm, I'm, I'm of your, your way, factory. I, I, I figured out a way to get 110% efficiency on uh, this. I just have to place all these uh, miners uh, not on the grid, and uh, I'm going to create some spaghetti here. And uh, no, I don't want any of that, Lewis. Okay? Right. No, I, fair enough. Jay, I'm actually right. I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want someone coming in and messing up my, my stuff either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got layers, though. Like, I, I'm thinking vertically. Like, I have... Oh. Yeah, I have, like, a... Like a a, a raw resource distribution layer and then uh kind of like Ooh, 10 10 I, foundations i would up. like to just give you a warning about that because the lag lag gets pretty bad if you have too many buildings in one place and so i, I at a certain point if you're not careful it will become unplayable yeah no um, i have uh, i've i'm sa- i'm i've started creating you're satellites you've yeah, reached yeah. you've reached that and i'm okay. using hypertubes <laughs> to connect them all up Man, it oh, is okay. very satisfactory. It is the whole thing when you get get to that point where you're just like, look at all, everything I built, and you're you're going between sites, and as you're approaching like the first site, you're like, holy shit, this is awesome! Like you know, it renders it cool. in from far it's, away it's, and everything. It's so Aww. big and the scale's really great. Yeah. You know, you feel dwarfed by your gigantic machines and yeah, the space yeah. elevator. It is really nice. Yeah, I'm surprised. So tier five is like. You've still got you've still got some serious work to do. Oh, it I know. Yeah, I haven't even started making now. computers yet, so that's like yeah. You basically have to pull together these huge amounts of material from dif- disparate places. Yeah, mm. which is you need trains really pretty pretty like pretty pronto. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm so about I, to unlock I them. T- yeah, I want to tell you guys, I, I refunded uh, I think three games in the last couple of weeks. Right? Did you? Um, okay. Yeah. So I refunded uh, a game called ICBM because I, I I quite like the game Defcon, but I wanted a slightly more complicated one. Yeah. So I looked an ICBM, and I everyone was like, "This is great! This is absolutely fantastic! It absolutely fills the void that you know it's, it's like Defcon but better." So I was like, "All right!" So I got it. I played it for ten minutes. I was like, "It fucking sucks! This sucks so bad!" Refunded it straight away. Wasteland Three, which was mm. a game that my chat recommended to me because yeah. I'd finished XCOM. They're like, "You'll love, you'll love it, Perrin. You got to get it." it- it, fucking awful. It's an acquired taste, the Wasteland. It is, so it is an acquired bad. taste. Yeah. It is definitely. I, I liked I liked Wasteland 2, and I, I, I couldn't get into Wasteland 3. It was just too... There was something missing about the tone of it. It was all just a bit... There was something... Oh, it just didn't feel right. It just didn't feel good. It was just... It felt like it was... Boring. I don't fucking know, awful. Just, 
And everyone would be like, oh, yeah. gave it 10 minutes. Listen, when I was five minutes into Slay the Spire, FTL, Dota, all of those games, I was like, this is fucking great. You can tell pretty quickly that you're going to like a game. And sometimes you go, it's good, and then I hit a wall, and it just kind of goes to bit, and the mid-game's not good or whatever. The moment I fired up Stellaris, the first time when Stellaris first came out, I was like, this is fucking great. And I was hooked, and it's the same with a whole bunch of other games. Yeah. So it's not, not that you know I didn't give it a chance. It's just that I knew instantly. Like, even on the character creation screen, I was like, this is fucking ugly. And this cost a <laughs> lot of fucking money. Yeah, I mean, and it's I fair don't enough. like any of these it's characters. I, I'm like that with certain games, too. I've tried to play No Man's Sky three separate times, and I cannot... I cannot bring myself to like that game. Like it's not even mm. based on the bad release or anything like that. I I can't stand the way that it looks. Like I just hate the I hate this that the space station is just a big triangle in space. And you know what right. I mean? Like I like I said I was saying this to to chat the other day when I was streaming. I was like, if I'm playing a game in space, I want like I want the the stuff to look like it's from like Eve or like uh, from Starcraft, you know. Like I like that right. industrial sort of, you know, like pipes and it looks like something that belongs fuel in tanks space. and shit everywhere. Yeah. Like that. That's the those are the aesthetics that I want, and they're important as well. Like I can't just play a game that looks like artsy fartsy futuristic. You know what I mean? Like it, depending, like some some people could probably pull it off, but I don't feel like No Man's Sky does pull it off, and it just mm. feels wow. like this the all of the planets that you go to have this like hue of like the color of baby shit like it's just Ugh, it's we are worst. throwing out some really hot takes today on stuff where we and i think so many people even in this very discord channel chat what we have right now have have got disagreements but that's okay right if, if, if everybody was the same it would be so boring right like it's, exactly yeah, it's our job to have opinions yeah often completely clueless ones but by god you know you you all out there listening to this have some fucking shitty opinions of your and own. And also, do you know what? Like, you've probably already played basically No Man's Sky and Wasteland 3 in a hundred other games. Yeah, Because sure. yeah. there's so much overlap, right? Yeah. And if you're just not feeling it right now, then 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 you're not going to feel it, are you? You know, it's the, it's, the, it's the thing. If you don't like the book you're reading, just pick another fucking book up. Like, <laughs> just, who cares? Like, th no one's going to blame you for it. Throw it in the fire. Who fucking cares? Burn it! I love uh, Satisfactory, but the first time I ever played Satisfactory, I didn't like it. I, I, I really didn't like it. Like, uh, the first time I played it, I just thought it felt really cumbersome. The buildings were too big. Like, I just, uh, you know, I think I was just used to Factorio where yeah. you just had where that sort of... Where have you started? Of, Which biome have you started in? Uh, this time, I mean, I've played it. I, I've played hundreds of hours previously, uh, but this time I started in the... Uh, desert like not not like the right. not this not not like the really hard desert but like the the, the other desert, desert that has top, tons of pure right. nodes in it yeah yeah top it's left, a huge I think. area yeah. to like oh not the not, not the sandy one not the big not uh the no sandy top desert. right is kind of like the it looks like um the sand dunes like a barren wasteland right yeah it's just sand dunes and and big like long bits yeah, it's no. basically just huge fast areas of open land for you to build in which is very helpful no, that's cool. if you start if you start anywhere near the middle it's just valleys and trees and heights and it's it basically fucking you it, yeah but it, that doesn't matter though because game. i'm building in the sky basically like uh my my whole right. factory is floating above everything because i just I find see. it easier to snap everything to the grid rather than 
mess around with like different heights Building and shit in the like sky. that. Yeah. It's awesome though. It looks great. And now they have all these extra things like the pillars that you can build and everything to make it look like it's not floating. I haven't done it yet, but you know, I'll, I'll get there. Yeah. It's on the list well, of things to do. You could make it look, well, it depends what you want to do, doesn't it? I, I think if you want to make it look beautiful, that's, um, that's, that's, uh, it, it feels like when you're playing games like Diablo and Path of Exile, you're, or, or some of these, or Dota, like you're just, constantly like rushing to do the next thing right yeah. and it's constantly this you don't have time to think about how your character looks often you don't really care you know it's not you don't have a long time to tweak your your you know if the if you spend like two hours decorating your factory it feels like it feels like the idea of dedicating that time is is, is a waste of time yeah you know for some types of player but some people only do that some people are like well you know i have to make this look good because it'll pay me back in the long run. Because I'm going to have to look at this thing a lot, you know. So I mean, when you look at City Skylines, there's a game where I, I try to do it very functionally. How can I like blam down this big industrial area and just get the roads right and everything? So I'm thinking of it more sort of as a as a procedure. Whereas when you look at some people's cities and city skylines, they're beautifully designed. Like they've really got an eye for the aesthetic and the layout and stuff, and it obviously really appeals. Oh. I think that's a good a good thing in games. When... I see you're familiar with Sipsville in San Francisco. <laughs> nice thank you very much Flex. just it a beautiful a clover leaf pattern but actually in reality to live there is just awful because there's Hell. not it's not enough facilities everything's too far away yeah. the traffic is terrible right. you know there's this one roundabout at the center that everyone has to go around they're just like a real I, I love Am I, right? I, I, I love tackling the traffic problems in in skylines well skylines like I, is a game about uh traffic problems that the whole game is basically a traffic it problem is, simulator but there are quite a few mods that you can get that make it more sensible yeah because the the default traffic AI is kind of like if you if you design stuff where you think this will make sense, the AI just ignores the sense yeah. and just gets itself into a mess. So there are quite a few good mods out there, and you can do things like, all right, listen, if you're turning right, you stay out of this lane. Yes, you have to be in this yes. lane, and that that cures so many problems. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. The uh, there's no there's no sort of like uh, traffic uh, rule sets in the game by default. So yeah, you're trying to plan a city that looks like a real city, but when you consider a real city, will have lots of uh little um details in in how traffic can flow and stuff right? right you know like one ways and i mean you could do one ways but like you know no no right turns and and stuff like that really does help with the flow but there's no way in the base game to to do any of that right but i'm spending way more time on that yeah than i am on making it look yeah right. who cares though if you're like, having fun it doesn't matter like yeah i just think it's funny that you can play it both yeah ways. no it's well good. there I think is it's great beauty in ways. like function to to some degree like you know like the factorio you know sure you you have to build these factories that are very specific and require things to like it's like building a circuit board you know a circuit board can be beautiful you know when you see all of the things ordered and organized and the lines and the groups and everything kind of in this pattern right but it's it's definitely the optimal pattern is not necessarily going to be something that's symmetrical or mm. shapes in it that that are like in nature right necessarily I mean, people, people like to see evidence of someone's industry like of their work like you know when someone says i spent a thousand hours making this giant ball of rubber bands or something like yeah that. you know people people take a satisfaction in like when you when someone in minecraft shows off i made the entirety of westeros 
in Minecraft to scale or whatever. And then they, you know, you think, God, that must have taken weeks and weeks and weeks. People look at it and think, wow, that's incredible. I look at it and think, what the fuck are you doing? Like, find something else to do, surely. But that's that's their enjoyment. That's their But I think they get a lot of fun out there. Going back to what you said about going to, to Dorset and like seeing nature and how beautiful that is often that is not that's very random the trees and and the sort of hills and and the gen, the, the sort of way the world is generated like almost said. yeah the biome that we live in is uh is, it can be very beautiful yeah and you're not a gamer come on oh shit uh, so, Robbie, no, going back to this planned London with its hard edges and its kind of squared off sort of systems, or an American like grid city plonked down. Well, sure, cities are an evolution. Though. I mean, London's been around a long time, you know, like and and yeah. architecture, like uh, planning, all that stuff goes through different phases and uh, and trends, right? Like now. Now there's a lot more emphasis on creating like more open green spaces and stuff. But there when is. your canvas is just this like bleak concrete jungle, it's it's hard to find those spaces and create them. But I mean, L- London you'll is, find is in a couple good. of years that that some of that will get reclaimed and and it'll look better. And as yeah. as like planning and stuff uh, becomes more and more like modern and, and that way leaning, um, it'll change the city. But, you know, you're still in a lot of cases, you're just stuck with what, what's been there for a long ass time. And just I mean, London is change. beautiful. The change, the, the nature of the, how the architecture changes from one place to another. Yeah. And you can see the history in a lot of it. And you'll have a really old building next to a really new building. And I, I think that duality yeah. is is beautiful. But they're also, to be fair, London has an awful lot of green spaces. Yeah, it Sorry, does. It yeah, that's well, surprising. You, beauty yeah. is in the eye of the beholder. You uh, know? Yeah. I think what a cop out. I think it really is, though. Like, isn't that strange? How things that can be so dis- different can be, a be- like, in a, in a sense, you know, still considered like like a, a, an array of a very standard array. You know, I've seen like these geometrical patterns that look very, you know, as artwork on walls. You know that that look very beautiful and I've seen things that look like these modern art which are just so random splodges of paint that you know you could think oh that looks that looks beautiful isn't it strange how we can see beauty in all sorts of different shapes things mm. you know from entirely random to you know and chaotic to, to entirely organized yes hmm. but but in a sense like the, even the overlap say, even mm, the overlap mm. works like it's, it's, it's strange and yet, <laughs> and yet. Hmm. yeah mm. and yet. Hmm. that was a very forceful hmm yeah hmm. it, didn't, it, was, it, was, it was, was almost like a word not not just a sound it was too yeah, but mm. my my brain was was overloading a bit there. Anyway, yeah, no. it's uh, it's very good to to talk to you guys and keep up with all of what you're what you're doing. Hey, another really and... quick one though, guys. If you're looking for like just some good good fun, Go I, I played Rocket League this week uh, with some friends, and I and I streamed wow. it a bit yesterday with the, some people. And um, man, for for just like throw away five minutes of fun or whatever, it is actually really really exciting and good. It fun. is fun. I'm so bad at it. Oh, though. me too. I'm but so it's it, it, like the matchmaking is actually kind of decent at putting you against people who are equally bad. So like, I think yeah. it's free to play now as well. It is. So Rocket, yeah. Rocket League. If you've never played it, if you're, if you're interested, it's 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 worth a look because it's got this kind of very visceral yeah. hitting of the ball. Mm-hmm. It's very satisfying if you do score. Oh, also very quickly, I went to the pub last night. Oh, nice. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was great. But mm. because of lockdown has been quite tough, I, I think it's it's been... Uh, 
been tough on parents of young children as well, especially when the schools were out. Yeah. There were there weren't many stories about how much we've been drinking. We were sharing stories about occasions when we had not been drinking because everyone had been drinking and so stressed out that there was that the instead of you know normally meet up you tell the stories of some debauched weekend, but instead it was stories of 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 tolerance and and moderacy. And so that I thought that was quite quite funny. Nice. Wow. Obviously, that's how you know people are stressed. That they're like, do you know what? Last weekend I didn't have a drip a drop of wine both days. Everyone's like, wow, that's unbelievable. And I was Holy like, this crap. is normally the way these stories go. No, normally no. people talk about their crazy weekends. Yeah. yeah. That's do lockdown. You, shrug. Do you, do you think like the, the pubs need to change to like accommodate people's new, you know, new normal? Instead of being at the pub, they've been at home in their pajamas, eating cheese on toast. And, you know, do you reckon pubs need to start catering for that? Well, so we all just turn up in our PJs and it's a, a cozy Yeah, trying to replicate the home experience. Get like, you know. No, no I don't think they do. I think you want to bring. <laughs> from the home experience. Right, I think okay. as much as we're used to this new normal or whatever, I think once things so, kind of get back um, to as they were, people will uh, quickly remember, you know, how things were and just adapt again. Yeah. I will say though, a lot of businesses have started doing uh, takeaway only and they don't even have a shop. Yeah. They'll have like a warehouse on an industrial estate yeah. and you just order it and it's delivered or you can go there and pick it up. But it's yeah. just a warehouse rather than I talked than about this before. Sure. Yeah. I think but, it's well, a really good idea. Back in a while ago. I, I expected it to happen more, but yeah, I'm definitely noticing it more. People love a takeaway these days, like a Deliveroo and stuff. I mean, it, I don't oh, know how it's many exploded. I can't believe, uh, like, I mean, I can believe how, how big it's gotten, but it just the absolute, like, um, the, the, the shift in, in what people, how people order meals now and stuff and it's crazy it's kind of just it's kind of just forced people to bring themselves up to date with the latest sort of systems yeah. you know and so i went and got like a rice bowl yesterday and you know they used to be this kind of dingy kind of cafe where you'd order and they're, they're from a person and now the door's even shut and they've just got a little table outside and, it, and an ipad on it and you just put your order in you have to beep your card on the ipad and then they'll they'll just hang it out the window in oh like my God. sort of five minutes. I don't know. I think the thing with the completely different a, a, a store, at least like I don't know about I don't know how I feel about buying prepared food from a back alley with a closed door and an iPad on a table. You know what I mean? Like I want to. Let see. me tell you something. I am for it for the simple mm. reason that, and anybody listening to this that works in a customer-facing job, the less time you have to spend facing the customers, the better you can just get on with making the stuff yeah. and selling it. You don't have any people coming in and going, I was here last week and yeah, you I don't know. I think, I, I think if it goes that way too far, we, we, we'll, we'll lose a lot, right? Like I, I think yeah, that there's a lot of misery. No, no, come, <laughs> yeah, come on! Like that's a that, it's such a narrow view of the whole thing. Like you it, worked retail, right? I worked retail, but there's right. there's definitely places that do it better than others, and that where the people genuinely do seem to be happy to speak to people and be in front of people, and they're they're cooking like, like food the and store? stuff and whatever. Like the Apple Store, where they train robots to act like human beings yeah i say down with customer facing give me the shit right now i'll leave you you leave me no sales no chat no nothing i just buy the stuff and i get home okay but what Ideal. about okay i like to go to there's a there's a deli in the market where i live uh, that I like to go to, and it, it's one. It's like a. It's like a kind of. It feels like like a like an old school kind of like Italian place. You know, it's got the. Um, 
it's got all these like olives in a bowl and like eggs in a bowl and it's all you can see it right it's all behind glass and all the guys are back there and there's 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 like hot food too they make like pasta and they make pizza and everything and they're all super chatty like the the same people go in every day to get stuff and and everything like if if that was just reduced to an ipad on a table and a closed door and like one guy i feel like you know what i mean that's like i i'd be missing out on like five minutes of just like yeah hey how's it going like uh can i have a pizza please like i like all that i, I don't know those are not the highlights of my week though interactions they're not with the highlights people, of your week but they're, they're little things that that just add to your week and make it like a little bit better of... right like it's i i think if you remove all of that I think we're going to be miserable. I think we're already heading towards like utter misery and then just losing those in small interactions, which you don't really place a lot of emphasis on, but actually they are good for you. Okay. Um, is, is, is a, is a, is a shitty road to go down in my opinion. Yeah, maybe. I don't know whether it helps the other person though. If you're working retail, you know, those, those little interactions probably grind you down in the, in the way that you, you, you don't experience as a, because cons- a customer you know maybe mm. i, 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 I feel know. retail would be different if you had some more like more ownership over it though like, i think i think you might be right though like those old old folks who come into the, the bakery and you know that's the only social contact they get at all is, yeah. is saying to the baker oh, you know how's it going have you got how are the cobs doing have you got have you got any have you got any pastries today yeah do you know what i mean like that's the only interaction you know doris gets yeah. every week and it's so not just that you know, we need that, to help the guy doris. that works there might also be your neighbor or like a part of your community or their their kids might go to the same school as you or whatever like there's you know there's probably some commonality there that you could you know just have a quick chat with somebody and just feel like okay well at least i've spoken to somebody and i haven't just like poured <laughs> over an ipad uh, 24 hours a day and ordered food from a robot a drone delivered it and here is your food like great uh, you know like <laughs> How are you doing? How's the? It is okay. Yeah. So, if you, uh, what do you, do you think? What do you think that be, the beauty of a circuit board? I love the beauty of a circuit board. <laughs> the ordered nature of it. It, it makes my my uh, circuit uh, board circuit ting- board tingle. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of another electronic component. Oh, man. Well, I just thought it's all circuit board based metaphor in the I, robot I, world. I suppose I couldn't think of anything else that would have been in that. So I'm thinking servo. But... Hey, the other day the weather was super nice over here. On today. Just just before <laughs> we go quickly, I just want to say I went to pick up my kids from school the other day, and the the weather was glorious, and I was wearing my shorts as usual. And one of the teachers commented and said, oh, God, you're a genius. What a great day to wear your shorts. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I wear them every day, like, throughout the year. But because the weather was finally nice and suitable for shorts. Are you trying to get yourself a fucking nickname or something? (laughs) Mr. Shorts. They're just going to call you Shorts. Mr. Shorts. It's here again with the stupid fucking little shorts. That's how you get a nickname. Yeah, that's it. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, that's us today from from shorts, fucking salty. Yeah, I don't know whether that's you or me, P Flex, Mr. Computer Deliveries Man, and I'll and, take it. And gamer, okay. gamer, um, gamer, <laughs> self-loathing gamer. <laughs> that's uh, that's us. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.